0: to City of Parramatta Library's parapods. I'm Yen Today I'm going to talk about diversity in literature. You know, I always love translated literature works. From very young, I got very good marks in foreign literature subjects during my university years. It satisfied my curiosity and really enriched my personal life to a certain extent. It's helped me to understand and explore other type of life without really setting foot on it. Now, we are sort of locked in our borders. Would it be a good idea if we can't set foot overseas but still have something to satisfy our curiosity. That's what I'm going to recommend today. Translation books. The books that were not originally written in English, but have been translated into English. These books probably show people from different places who deal with the similar situation or conditions in daily life, just like us but to do it differently. To understand them, it also to clearly see our own emotions and feelings, like through the looking glass. We actually mirror our emotions through reading and talking to each other, but we just express our emotions differently. Of course, we can be bilingual or even polygolds, But reading in a language that we mastered with since birth is always comforting, that's why translation matters. We all know and probably have already read a few of translation works. The most popular ones would be crime fiction, especially those translated from Nordic countries like Norway, Sweden, Iceland, Denmark, or other European countries such as Germany, France, and Italy. The well-known authors like Unespo Stiglarsson, Karen Fosim, Anoda Indra Darsson, Henka Arnesa, Leila Slimani, author who actually won the prestigious Goncourt French Literature Award, a book written on a real event, Andrea Camille Lally, to name a few. Today, I'd like to talk about some other writers than crime writers. The first author I'd like to talk about is Carlos Reed Seifon. He was a Spanish writer and wrote some books for young adults before. However, I think his real takeoff was until The Shadow of the Wind in 2001 and it was translated into English in 2004. It is a Gothic mystery that involves Daniel superior request to Track Down the Man, who is responsible for destroying every book written by author Julian Carax. This novel was sold in its millions and translated into more than 40 languages. The prequel, The Angel's Game, was also published in the same setting in Barcelona, then another two sequels. The Prisoner of Heaven, and The Labyrinth of Spirits well, were all published as well. What I felt most intrigued was the setting, which is the most impression thing. So vivid and rich like watching a movie, scene by scene, unfolding. From the labyrinth of alleyways of Barcelona, ups and downs in isolated, standing alone house to deep down dark rooms. The writer was searching the soul of books or literature characters. I have never been personally to Barcelona but I felt I was in the middle of those empty streets in the dark to feel the pain of lost books and in searching for answers. The imagination is mostly bold and gothic and the storylines are complicated the characters are not familiar with and the narration is suspense and surprising it reminds of gabriel garcia marquez and his 100 years of solitude sayong is one of another important Spanish author. Of course they were from very different Spanish speaking world, as Marcus is a Colombian. The literature of Spanish America is it is an important branch of Spanish literature, with its own particular characteristics dating back to the Earliest years of Spain's conquest of Americas. But they both inherited the same literature root, just with very different landscapes. They both have a very bold imaginations. Unfortunately, Seifon died this year due to cancer. What a loss. The next author I'd like to talk about is the author For Along the Trenches, A Journey Through Eastern Europe to Isfahan by Nevid Kamani. The author is a German writer, born of Iranian parents. It took him 54 days to travel through the disturbing land of Eastern European countries. Starting from Cologne, Germany, the journey includes the current war hotspot, Armenia and Azerbaijan. The difficult life of rapid change of nation-states and borders, the horror of war, genocide and disaster, such as Chernobyl, the religious and political conflicts scattered some very grim and horrendous pictures of the region. From Baltics to the Caucasus to Isfahan in Iran, the author's journey was well-researched, with the first-hand experience of depression and complex cultural and political landscape as well. Honestly, before that, I never knew there was a a self-proclaimed nation exists, such as uh, Neg- Negno karabakh That's where the words has been breaking out at the moment. So I think this book just uh, comes on time for us to understand uh, the history of those uh, places The book was initially written in German in 2016 and translated it into English this year. It's a good reminder to us, better understanding of the current war in the region, why it is happening. Another important author who also has passed away two years ago is Ambeto Echo. Ecker was an Italian medievalist, philosopher, semi-artician, culture critic, political and social commentator, and a novelist. Yeah, I know, that's a very long list of titles. In English, he is best known for his popular 1980 novel, The Name of the Rose, which is a historical mystery combining semiotics in fiction, with biblical analysis, medieval studies, and literary theory. And also his 1988 novel Foucault's Pendulum touches on similar themes. He was a very prolific writer with many books, articles, essays appeared in various columns and translated into many languages. His fiction books are very imaginative, plotted well, often with conspiracies, suspenses which led to an end is always surprising. His characters are often extraordinary and wonderfully like a free kite. Flying High or Down Badly. Sometimes it feels his books are full of religious and political means and ironics. His latest work published in English is On the Shoulders of Giants, which is a collection of essays on arts. As usual, it's full of wisdom, and exposes us to the often disturbing events in our history. Another important author I'd like to introduce is Yuval Noah Hariri, an Israeli writer and a historian. His three nonfiction books, I think you probably have already heard, and they, because they have been very popular for a few years, The first one is Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, published in 2014. The second one is Homo Deus, A Brief History of Tomorrow, published in 2016. And the last one is 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, were translated into English from Hebrew by the author himself. The story starts from 100,000 years ago and it goes through to the future in which the author examines a lot of archaeological evidence and asks some very fundamental questions. How did our species succeed in the battle of dominance? Where we go from here? All three books are quite provocative and are not that easy to read, while inspiring at the same time. Also challenging, especially now when we are facing relentless of natural disasters and pandemics. These books are good, are good reminders to us that humans are not the only species in this earth. And we need to coexist with the nature and other species. As I mentioned, none of these books are an easy reading, but they are very enlightening. Uh, Milene Condera is a Czech writer or a French writer. Condera who went into exile in France in nineteen seventy five becoming a French citizen in 1981. Kondera's Czechoslovak citizenship was revoked in 1979. He was given a Czech citizenship in 2019. So prior to the Velvet Revolution of 1989, his books were basically banned in Czech. He decided that he didn't want to return to his fatherland ever. So he's writing mostly in French. And some critics think his early works can be said as a Czech period and then moved to French period. His works are mostly short, compact, not long stories, but short stories. But they are very rich, with the greatest uh, sense of depth variation and semantic complicity. Works like uh, slow, the farewell words, identity. All these works uh, are constant uh, focus on his, uh, you know, themes. The themes like identity, and the roots, culture. His earliest work including The Unbearable Lightness of Being, which was the first first translation work I read when I was young, or I read. I think the significance to me was that I felt that I could relate to the Milan. Condera's works and understood very well, not only in literature terms, but in trajectory of the reality. Recently Condera decided to donate his private library and archives to to a public library in Czech city. Maybe it's a gesture of compromise to his fatherland. He also accepted one of the Czech Republic's most prestigious literature awards, the Franz Kafka Prize. His works are easy to read, but deep in meanings and uh, probably would be more related to many um, pe- experts living overseas. So here, recommending to you all. All this. Authors are from European countries, so I will try to be more inclusive. Not sure if you have ever heard of the book, One Q Eighty Four, which was written initially in Japanese by the Japanese author, Japanese author Haruki Murakami, a post war author. Murakami has written many books which are particularly popular in Asia and I believe he's been on the Nobel wish list for many years. His early works including Norwegian Wood, Kafka on the Shore, amongst others by critics as surrealistic and often melancholic or fatalistic which probably deeply reflect unresolvable loneliness and the incurable alienation of human conditions. I have to say, translation from Japanese, similar translation works from Chinese, often we see what inevitability of lost meaning in the translation. The meaning from different cultures, religions, history, roots, and philosophy something is particular, particularly untranslatable. However, we will have to try, like the Chinese Nobel laureate Mo Yan and his works. Although Chinese is a native language to me, often his works are vernacularized to reflect the deep roots with his home tongue where he knows the best. Gao Mi, Sandong province. Of course, Mo Yan follows some Chinese traditions on fiction writings. While mostly very contemporary, the sort of contemporary stories can be sometimes alien to a lot of urban Chinese, particularly the young generations as well. So sometimes it is not only the language, but the life experience determines our understanding of some books. Nobel Committee described Mo Yan and his works with the hallucinatory realism, merges folk tales, history, and the contemporary. I think the more wide we read, the better we become in terms of empathy and cross-cultural understanding. The famous works translated probably are Red Sorghum, which was adapted into a movie by Zhang Yimou, and also the Garlic Ballads, Sandalwood Death, to name a few. I have to say, that translation is not only conversion of different languages, but more about a lifted understanding of history, cultures, religions, which are often a lot harder. Recently, I have noticed a small volume of short works, including short stories, essays, poems, written by a list of authors and it's a book in honor of J. M. Z on his eightieth birthday. The title is "A Book of Friends." You know, Z is a Nobel Literature Laureate. As a writer, he's uh, re- he's been re- written many fiction and nonfiction works. Born in South Africa. Cortese's early works very much reflected its landscape, cultural, and the political situation, such as fictionalized memoir, Boyhood, Youth, and the Summertime, along with the, the famous fiction, Disgrace, Life and the Times of Michael K., Michael K. The family mainly spoke English at home, but Courtesy spoke Africans with other relatives. His descended from 17th century Dutch immigrants to South Africa on his father's side and from Dutch, German and Polish immigrants through his mother. Courtesy became one of our Australians and lives in Adelaide. What I'd like to talk about is that short volume of writings by his friends in celebrating his 80th birthday. There, are, there is a short story which particularly caught my attention. Okay, I will try now. And the, the title is Pointy Booker Slash Bridge. By Mariana, Dimpopoulos, it's translated from Spanish. It's a story of a foreign foreigner of a foreigner who moved from Buenos Aires, Argentina, to Germany. In a strange land, he doesn't know doesn't know the German language at all, and he goes to work, cross the bridge every day which pronounces pointy in Spanish, but not book in German. When time goes on, life goes on, and he's learned a lot of words, German words, and he can now speak to, to his German co-workers in German. Then he has a son. One day he brings his son out, When they are crossing the bridge, the same bridge which he walked across for many years, he tries to teach his son how to speak the name in Spanish, pointe, or pointe. Then, all of a sudden, a stranger comes and demands him speak German, but nothing else. Eventually the argument breaks out, at the end the stranger, the stranger grabs the foreigner and lifts him in the air and hands him over the side of the bridge, which is called a broker and has no other name. Is that clear? Anyone who wants to claim it otherwise will pay the price. So the story ends. I think you probably get what I'm going to say. The story tells us that language is a bridge. We give a single name, single name of bridge to verify it. In English is bridge. In Spanish is pointe. In German is brook in chinese is chao when we walk across this bridge Pointe, broker and chao we see a very different scenes we see different people different food different household different cultures therefore please let us say it differently you know, there are those botanists who preserve millions of seeds around the world so they can prevent bio disasters and plant extinction. Biodiversity is the uttermost important thing in this world as it provides an environment for all human beings to survive. Why? Because only diversity. Can support all species to live on. Same as our humans and the cultures. Without diversity there will be none. Please check out those and many more translation works from City of Parameter Libraries because they carry us across the bridges to the other shore. They enrich us to be a better a better human being. Thanks for listening, parapods. As it happens, if you speak uh, other languages, our lab is a second podcast channel. Paracult, C-I-L-D, has gone live in our website as well. See you next time.